1: Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today I'm joined by my good friend, Carrie Rosnow. Carrie is a quantum healer and trauma specialist who helps women navigate and overcome trauma by cultivating a curiosity that bridges the subconscious and conscious mind, providing an opportunity to create healing and redefine reality. In our conversation today, Carrie shares just how we're able to overcome everything we've been through to create true wellness and the life we desire. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Julie. So good to see you. So good to see you. And I'm so excited to have you here. I think listeners are going to get, I know listeners are going to get so much value out of learning from you. I am excited to jump in. Yeah, let's do it. So I'd love to start with your story because you were in corporate America and now you are helping people heal trauma and and either up-level lives, up-level health, all of the above. So how did you make that switch? What is your story? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. So
2: yes, I owned a marketing agency for roughly 20 years. However, during the process of that, I found myself running the Boston Marathon in 2013 and was at the finish line when the bombs went off. Now I was in the medical tent as this occurred. And so as you can imagine, witnessed quite a bit of extensive damage, personal damage, with people being brought into the tent. I left, stepped outside of the tent, and looked to my right, which was right down Runner's Alley, the finish line, and where I needed to go, and just glanced to my left, and in that moment of doing so, I heard a line of what I call Yellow Jackets screaming behind me, telling to run as fast as I could. And I turned, I took off. I don't know how fast, I don't know how far, and I don't know what point I ever stopped running. But later, eventually ended up finding my family and navigated through the rest of the day, probably just in a state of complete shock and numbness. The next day, we went back down to the finish line to to the end of Boylston Street, just to kind of observe the damage. And as I was doing so, I had my finisher's jacket on and a reporter came up behind me, started tapping me on the shoulder and wanted to ask questions. Where were you? What was your experience? Can you share a little bit? As he is asking these questions, there's a voice inside of my head that said, it is not your story to tell. And I turned and I walked away. And as I have this conversation when I'm speaking, it's this idea that I left Boston as a participant. And when I got home and stepped off off the plane, I became a spectator. And what that looked like was Going from having the experience to stepping right back into my business, watching on TV as the rest of the world did as the manhunt continued and they finally found those who were responsible for the damage. And then I just kind of navigated my life. The unfortunate part of that is that when we encapsulate those stories and don't share because for whatever reason somebody had it worse, I wasn't injured the list can go on and on, then those will actually turn themselves and manifest in an energy that becomes trapped and create illness. And what that meant for me was going from running marathons to not being able to walk up a flight of stairs unassisted within a matter of a couple of months. Eventually, I would receive a number of diagnoses, including uh, multiple autoimmune conditions, Hashimoto's, Chronic Lyme disease, Epstein Barr. The list kind of went on and on. I had insomnia so severe that it took five prescription sleeping pills to get me to sleep at night. And this went on for from 2013 until about 2016, actually, when you and I met. And at that time, I had the opportunity and was introduced to the understanding of how we will take those emotions and They will become trapped within our bodies. And in shifting and navigating through the mind and the subconscious beliefs, we have the ability to overcome everything that we've been through. And as I found that, it gave me the opportunity to shift my insomnia, that inability to sleep overnight. I overcame all of the illnesses and healed in a really quite profound way, in a way that Western medicine and Eastern medicine didn't have the ability to do.
1: Wow. What a, what a powerful story. I know your story well, and I still got goosebumps listening to it. And I have the benefit the audience doesn't have of watching this journey Mm -hmm. from, from 2016 forward. And I think you very much like I in different ways, just continue to heal layer by layer by layer you know it's like oh i'm healed and then you're like oh i'm wait i'm better than i was so <laughs> it's a and and that's life right i mean we are always bombarded with things big and small i want to circle back and highlight for listeners this idea of it, it's not my story to tell because i think that that's so powerful and you gave some examples Mm-hmm. Of, you know, perhaps in that instance for you, why you felt that mm-hmm. way, but I, I want to just touch on that again, because I, I think we all carry that in some way with some things and this idea of, well, I don't have it as bad as somebody else or, you know, you know, for you, it was well, I, I wasn't physically injured yet. And that story went on for years with you it wasn't just that week correct you know and and so I I just I wanted listeners to make sure they really heard that and invite people to to think about you know that to me seems like a simple starting place I don't do the kind of work you do but if you're aware of a story that you hold that you think isn't yours to tell that's definitely a, a clue
2: well absolutely and I think you know the it's it is the idea that, you know, somebody had it worse, I wasn't injured, I wasn't directly impacted. But I think too, that as a society and as a culture, we have taken the idea of trauma and we've taken the idea of PTSD, so to speak, and we've encapsulated it within this description or definition. And then we hold this definition almost like it's a container that we are viewing that we sit outside of. And and trauma or PTSD seems to be reserved for somebody else. Right. right? And the unfortunate thing about that is when we reserve that idea for somebody else, we negate our own ability to be able to address the experiences that we have personally been through. I mean, what if at the end of the day, all trauma is, is the witnessing or the experiencing of the frailty of humanity? Wow. And if we think about that, I mean, that could be simply being within a community. I mean, I look at the city of Boston during that time period, and I think anybody who was within the community of boston and having witnessed or been within the radius of within the radius of this kind of experience has absorbed some form of trauma call it big t trauma call it little t trauma right we're trying to come up with all these different ways to describe it but really it's just an experience
1: along those lines then wouldn't would you agree that people glued to their television set watching moment by moment by moment playing out on the news over and over and over again can be experiencing that same kind of tr- so they're not there they're you know across the country possibly oh. A hundred percent.
2: A hundred percent. I mean, anytime the frab- fabric of security or stability seems to be loosened or like the foundation that we feel like we stand upon is shaking. I mean, I remember standing in Boston and thinking this is now in my backyard. Yeah. So it's just this idea that, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I always thought this this type of activity was reserved for other countries or other experiences. All of a sudden, it shows up in your backyard. Yeah. And it's the backyard of the country, of the United States. I mean, it can span out and be so large.
1: Sure. That's so important for people to be aware of because, again, kind of like you mentioned, we have this criteria of this container we create for something like PTSD and that's for mm-hmm. others and you know I didn't serve. I mean that's the first thing usually that people think of is they think of military and while yes, you know, but why? Be- because of what you just explained, right? Because mm-hmm. what they're seeing whether they're physically hurt or not is so I want you to, and you may word it differently, what is your definition of trauma or what what is trauma?
2: Trauma to me is any experience or observation of, like I say, the frailty of humanity or the, you know, we there's an element of us that, yes, we fear death, but then we also feel invincible at the same time. And when that kind of comes into question, or we observe that, or we feel the sense of loss, that is going to create a form of trauma. So this can be caring for a sibling, caring for a parent, being the caretaker in any way, having navigated through any kind of relationship issue, career issue, where there seems to be this like, oh my gosh, I thought I had this all together. And something came in and pulled that, again, that rug out from underneath you. This is trauma. All of it is to a degree. Now, whether you want to call it that or not, you can call it a story, like my mind did, right? Okay. It's not my story to tell. When we don't tell those stories, they do become encapsulated and they get trapped. And then when we look at how, the, how they manifest in order to be told, you're going to see that
1: in the physical body. Which leads me so beautifully to, and you've already said it, but to put a bow on. So how, how does trauma lead to illness? What is, you know, what does this have to do with autoimmunity? I mean, your story, it was very clear, you know, of, do you you experience the trauma? And I would even question, was the event the trauma or was the denial uh, that that event impacted you? Mm -hmm. the trauma, but Mm -hmm. it clearly led you from physical health beyond what most people even experience to then total 180. Right. I, I see often in my practice there, it could be years, you know, it's, it's not necessarily because maybe it's several little things or Mm -hmm. so, so how does Trauma, big T, little t, the, how do those events lead to illness? Mm.
2: So, <clears throat> for anybody, and I look at myself as well, for anybody with autoimmunity or any form of illness that is residing within the body, what they need to understand first and foremost is, as I said, it is an encapsulation of the stories that have not been told, because those stories are an energy. They hold the experience, the emotion that is not being allowed to be expressed. And then as that gets contained and held within the body, it is working to reveal itself, to express itself, to release itself in some way, shape, or form. Those stories that we deny, the truth that we refuse to speak out of not wanting to hurt somebody else or burden somebody else or, you know, create pain in any way, shape, or form, they will create that within you. And when that energy becomes trapped, it will start to disintegrate the body and start to break down the systems within because it's like a ball of energy that just sits kind of within a cage and it's shaking and it's shaking and it has nowhere to release. And as you continue to shake the insides of the body, the body doesn't know what to do. And so it starts to attack itself.
1: Wow. So because this is inspired living with autoimmunity you know, this is amazing information and obviously Mm -hmm. we're not going to leave listeners with, yep. So there you go. That's what happened. (laughs) And (laughs) now you're stuck. You're not stuck. That's, that's the whole point. So can you explain, and I'm kind of throwing you under the bus here because I, I, but I'm going to ask anyway, you know, how do you help people get to these things and release them? How, How does Tell me, tell me more about, you know, what you do, how you work with people. I know the results you get. I, you know, I used to say, I don't know, it's magic. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like 20 years of therapy in a half hour. But, you know, so people are leaning in right now, right? They're Mm. going through and they're like, okay, you know, can I identify my things? Maybe they can't, maybe they're so separated from it. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what, you know, what those things could even be, but somebody comes to you and they're ready. What, what is that? How do you help?
2: The first thing that I do when I sit down with somebody is really try to understand kind of where they're at and how they got to the point of where they are from their current understanding Because consciously, we have an awareness of how we got here. And that could be lifestyle factors. That could be, I know I had this thing that occurred. I went through a divorce. I had this that happened as a child, right? And so I have this conscious awareness. And so we'll have the conversation, The real key to doing any of this kind of work and helping people navigate into those stories that are quite honestly packaged away in beautiful little boxes, because we're really good at that, Mm -hmm. is to get incredibly curious and to open an awareness for them to be able to see the path themselves. And so as we understand consciously, I know this is why I'm here and this is what I desire, then... I'm going to help them bridge the gap between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. So not only can we see you understand here consciously how you got to the place you are, but I'm going to help you see subconsciously maybe some of those things that are hiding. And like you said, even with me in Boston, was that the thing? That was part of it for sure. Sure. But as I even navigated and said, okay, consciously, I know this was the thing. Right. When I started to look back, it was like, oh boy, but this goes back way further. Sure. Right? There's a reason why I found myself there. And so to have that guide be able to nav- help you navigate and walk back and then be able to release those trapped not just trapped emotions, but those trapped belief systems, the things that are kind of hiding subconsciously that are continuing to create the illness or create continuing to create, quite honestly, the reality that is sitting in front of you that you're like, but no, <laughs> this, this isn't what I want, right? Once we figure that out and we kind of pull those Non serving moments, non serving beliefs, non serving energy out. Now we get to create something completely new. And that's how I navigated my own journey and what brought me into the point where I'm at now, where I help other women navigate their own journey in order to find that healing. Because at the end of the day, you know this, I know this, we've had this conversation, like (laughs) they heal themselves. Right. Like they have ultimate power and control over their ability to heal. They just simply need to know that they're worthy of it, that they can do it. And it is okay for them to make
1: themselves priority. Ooh. Say that one again.
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it is okay to make yourself a priority.
1: It's not even, I'm going to one up that actually. It is essential. It is essential. Okay. No, I totally agree. But sometimes the initial step is you just need permission. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I find, you know, because the work you do is so essential in healing. And again, I'm, I'm not a trauma healer. I am not, Mm -hmm. but getting to this in one way, shape or form is part of my work. I do with everybody I work with Mm -hmm. because. That is what leads to illness, especially autoimmunity. And so everybody I work with needs to learn to, for your right, first, it's okay to make yourself a priority and then it's essential. Yeah. And especially, you know, yes, it, for the men that are listening, you guys too, but especially the women, especially the mothers especially, especially, especially Mm -hmm. of, and that's why I say, it's not even just like knowing it's okay. It's then training yourself to do that because it's uncomfortable in the beginning. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, it for sure is. It's not a luxury.
2: No, no, it's really not. And I think the other key component to that too, is that you need to have some kind of This is what I desire and this is what I will become and the healing that I, like, I want health. I want vitality. I want to be able to play with my kids or be around for my grandkids. I want to be the best wife, the best owner, whatever, it could possibly be but to know that and to continue to hold that because that is the key you have to want that more than you want where you currently are
1: that's beautiful you do and that's what leads you to you said it and i'm going to i'm going to reiterate it because that is that is the whole reason i do <laughs> podcast is you know you're talking about the steps to create healing and i mm-hmm. want to make sure listeners got the opportunity there it's you're you're changing those stories to to create healing which then allows you to create your new reality yes whatever you want that to be and some of you listening right now I can feel you shaking your heads. Like, (laughs) this is crazy. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But it is, it is true. We actually do have that power. We just need to learn to tap into it. And, Mm -hmm. and um, I know, you know, you don't only focus on illness. You, you help people. We stand in our own ways in all walks of life. I mean, in all oh. areas.
2: Oh my goodness. How often do we, or even the audience say, I know I'm sabotaging myself, <laughs> right? Yeah. I know I'm getting in my own or, way. I know
1: I'm stuck. Or maybe they, maybe then the the other part of the population, mm-hmm. why does this always happen? Yes. Maybe they're not there yet, but I know I'm doing it. Yeah. Like why, why am I always dating the same guy?
2: Oh my goodness. Right. Or
1: why am I always marrying the same person or. Why do I
2: keep having this conversation? Why does this argument keep happening? I mean, it can be to the tiniest little things, but the cool thing about those little nuances, right. The things that kind of feel like pricks throughout our daily life, they're actually mirroring back to you what it is that you're creating And what it is that your subconscious mind, the game that your subconscious mind is playing. Like if you take the opportunity to really kind of sit with the argument, with the way you responded, with the situation that's happening at work, and you dive into it with a little bit of curiosity, man, it is all over. The writing is on the wall all the time. We don't even have to really search that far to see what it is and how it is that we're creating. It's right there.
1: I love that. You've you've mentioned curiosity a, a few times and I know because you're a wonderful friend and I'm very familiar with your work. I know the importance of it, but it's funny. I just I just heard it in a new way just now mm-hmm. almost as as step 1 of just you know, instead of just accepting like, this is how it is. Or mm-hmm. that, I mean, it seems to me like that's a gentle door to open is just mm-hmm. to start to get curious about, yeah. you know, well, why? Or yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, love I that. mean, When you think about, and that was such a part of my own healing journey was in curiosity. I mean, that's what brought them to you today. That's what is bringing them to listen to the podcast is they're curious, they're open. And so if we can take that curiosity and build that awareness and then kind of branch it out a little
1: bit further, imagine the kind of impact. Amazing. So powerful. I was thinking as we were talking about it, it, we were all born with that curiosity. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times, Did your kids say, ask the question why (laughs) (laughs) I used to have a joke in the car, you know, with my kids when they would say, why I'd say, that's my favorite letter. (laughs) So good. I think like so many other things, that's one of the things that's conditioned out of us, Mm. right? Just be a good girl and accept, don't ask why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so there's power. People take that power back at least get curious, yeah, absolutely. And it's not
2: even a matter of you don't have to ask somebody else the question. No, it's not for somebody else, actually, that curiosity is deeply and a hundred percent for you,
1: yeah, very yeah. personal, very you know. I I almost could see, you know, really baby step number one, maybe before you're even ready to ask why is like the raised eyebrow, like the noticing, like, huh. (laughs) Well, that's, that's my favorite,
2: you know, my favorite term is some situation comes up. I don't care what it is. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because if you feel like if the audience just takes a moment right now and just repeats that you will feel the energy shift in your body, right? It just automatically brings a sense of calm. It elevates you out of the situation that you are sitting in, in this moment. It could be having an argument. It could be falling down on the street. It could be, I mean, just any situation you could find yourself in that just doesn't feel good right? Or brings up, triggers some kind of emotion for you to immediately go, huh, isn't that interesting? Because it brings a calm and it actually elevates you up above the situation to see it from a different perspective.
1: It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. And I I can feel it. I hope listeners just did that along with you because Mm -hmm. you really can feel Mm -hmm. the shift it creates. And- it's easy to think to, well, it's not easy. It's easy now to think to use that in those situations where, you know, if something's mm-hmm. heated or isn't going the way you want, but like the little, like you said, if you trip, like the little day-to-day things, I don't know about you. I, I have days where I seem to like be particularly uncoordinated. <laughs> you know, and I might not catch it the first time at, I could shift it if I caught it the first time uh-huh. and stopped and had that moment of curiosity. But usually it's cause you know, mind is elsewhere and I'm rushing. And mm-hmm. when I spill the second thing or <laughs> drop the second thing or second toe, usually that's my like, okay. <laughs> Thing. I use my hands all the time to hold objects. Why is that not <laughs> so well today? I invite listeners to start with those kinds of things, right? I mean, it's it have fun with it. Yes. Really. And, and because it, be, it, it too can become a habit of then that is your go to when yeah. you're in that other place.
2: Yeah. 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 And that's exactly that is the first key. And I love that you said habit, because that is a habit to create is in those every single moment, just so that if nothing else, it just shifts your energy and it shifts your mood and your perspective just a little bit. Yeah. Right. But then it it's just like, huh, I wonder, I wonder why I needed to do that. I wonder what's going on. Why did I need to stumble five times today? Cause <laughs> they've had those moments too. Right. <laughs> like, and sometimes it does take a little bit. And that's just, I think that's part of our experience as we navigate through this human life of like, we don't always catch it the first time and that's okay. Like, it's okay. Sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes it takes, you know, a couple different times, but if you can bring yourself back into that curiosity, you'll be able to shift.
1: I love that. And I believe there really is value, especially in the beginning of the exercise. You may not get the answer. Mm -mm. You're going to ask the question. It may shift perspective. You may still not get the answer, but you're still going to get that value. It's almost like, I haven't thought of it this way before, but almost like meditating, right? I tell people, you know, you may, you're not going to feel Zen the first time you meditate. You may never feel Zen when you meditate, by the way, there's still value. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, like, just keep doing, you know, you the, the value isn't that feeling of Zen It's the exercise of the meditation. Same thing with the noticing yeah. and the getting curious.
2: Well, and I think too, just to, and I won't go too deeply into this, but this is a key component in, That any healing journey whatsoever, even in the conversation of this curiosity, is this ability to trust. And it's the ability to trust ourselves because those stories, like I say, they have been trapped, they have been hidden. And they will try to reveal themselves in memory. They'll try to reveal themselves in emotions that get tapped or a conversation that triggers you in some way, a movie that you watch. For me, for a while, it was actually school buses, right? They would trigger some kind of emotion within me. Um, And in asking those questions, then just allowing whatever wants to show up and trusting yourself to know that it's the right thing. That is such a key component that I also feel like we lose so early in life is this ability to trust ourselves to know and the ability to trust the thoughts that are coming up. We so quickly shove them off to the side. It's exactly what I did. I got up and I brushed it off, right? We're taught that as kids. Get up, brush it off, shake it off, move on, shake it off, right? That's what we do. If we stop doing that, if we allow ourselves the curiosity, the openness, and the awareness, and then truly begin to trust ourselves, that's where magic happens.
1: Which is also an exercise mm-hmm. and a practice. That so is so true. Not like, oh, I did it this one time, now I've got it. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Life is an evolution, everything that yeah. we're going through. So even where you feel like, oh, I have addressed that, right? I've done it and I've navigated. I tell you, it's like the cut, the wound with the scab. You're going to pull the first layer and then something else arises and then you got to pull another one, and, right? But it's just allowing and trusting the process and knowing that with each and every step, you are getting closer to the goal and to the health and vitality that you truly desire.
1: I love that. And you and I, it's been fun to be able to watch each other's journeys over the past how many years? Seriously. Six years. And, you know, it just, it's possible, it's possible, it's possible. It, it's not, you know, I'm, we're all special, but I'm mm-hmm. no more special <laughs> than anybody else, nor are you. And no. this, again, this is why we have these conversations because I had no idea before I met you. I mean, like a year before I met you, I I had no, I literally still had no idea I could heal. None. Yeah. No clue. And so, you know, there's more than one path, but I will tell everybody that this, everything we were talking about, we have spoken about today is part of everybody's healing journey. You I I don't believe you can heal without addressing these things. And I love the way you and your programs, you know, you you make it gentle for those of us that are not in that that kind of healing space, and I think that we can all access curiosity. We can all learn to start there. Yeah hundred percent. Like you
2: said, it is in us. There is nothing different about me, nothing different about you. There's no special, you know, oh, that's reserved for, or sure you get to do that. I could never. Right. The power and the everything that you and I have is available and sits within every single individual who is listening to this. Every single individual, the thing that propelled us forward and navigated our journey is true desire, resilience, and knowing. Again, it's that we knew where we wanted to be and we knew exactly what we wanted to be doing. And that's the thing that you hold on to. And when you do, I tell you what, you're not going to let anything get in your way
1: from getting there. Absolutely. And I want to, you know... I didn't know the path to get there, No, did you, because I watched you do it. So, so often, and that goes with that trusting, right? So yes. often we think, well, if this is what I want, and that's where I want to go, but I have no idea how to get there. I either need somebody else to show me or I can't get there. Like there, there's no, we we've lost that of like, we'll figure it out. Take one step. Yeah. Just- Right. And even in the
2: journey, I remember this and I'm sure that I told you this, even in the journey of navigating and discovering and uncovering all of these things, I would get the question, gosh, why are you doing that? I don't understand. And what I would say is, I don't know. I don't know, but I know that I'm curious enough to be here and I know that this is where I'm supposed to be in this moment. I didn't know how it was going to pan out. When we have those situations, when I was sitting two weeks, two months, six months after Boston, I had no idea how impactful that moment was going to be for me. Or what the impact of my healing journey was going to be and how it was going to help me become the person that I am in order to be able to guide others in their own healing journey. Like you don't know in the moment, but if you allow curiosity and if you just keep following that intuition, it is going to get you
1: there. Absolutely, and and I I hope this is okay to I did not ask this in advance because it just came up. So hopefully it's it's okay to share. To to it sometimes is a big surprise. I literally remember the moment when you looked at me and said, "I think I need to sell my business." <laughs> and, and even to you, you were like, "This might seem crazy." It, yeah. it just was not part of your initial plan right but no you trusted yourself yes and created this the journey that is leading you to create this amazing life and as i always say it, it's it's about so much more than just you because look at all the people you're helping now yes and and so you know that's not something you could have seen that wasn't writing on the wall no it's it no. was about you trusting yourself to take one step at a time
2: well, and you know that's the thing, because if there's anything else that's going to get in the way of healing or if somebody's stepping into a journey, it's the fear of loss. And when I say fear of loss, it's not the fear of loss itself. It's the fear of I'm going to heal and then I'm going to lose. So for me, it could have been, oh my gosh, if I get to the other side of this and I truly heal then what if i don't have the business what if i don't have right because we get so attached to the things that sit within i'm sure i thought that somewhere along the way i'd had this business for 20 years it was a successful profitable amazing business right but when you allow and you follow the journey i remember selling that business in the beginning of 2019 and i know how easily that sell of that business came because it did the work right? Right? And in the beginning of 2020, and this almost brings tears to my eyes, Mm. but in the beginning of 2020, as the pandemic hit, there was again, this intuition, this hit that said, do you trust me now? Because that business never would have survived the pandemic. It's amazing when we give ourselves the opportunity to travel the journey, to know that there's potential for change, but to know that it's always for your benefit. It is always something that just needed to be released. And that was the business for me. And now I sit on the other side of it, grateful every single day that I trusted and that I took the journey.
1: Amazing. So amazing. You have an incredibly generous gift for listeners that I want to make sure I get to before I even ask you the final question, because it it, it is, you know, I, I know the value that you have worked with my loved ones and clients. And so, so tell listeners what you are offering for them. Oh my goodness.
2: Okay. So I have two opportunities. One of which is that I would love to offer if anybody is curious or interested in wanting to know potentially what may be getting in their way of true healing or what might be something that needs to be shifted in order to be able to travel their own journey. I would love to offer a 20 minute conversation and believe that there is a link that is specific to this podcast that they will be able to sign up on. And I would love to offer that to the first 10 individuals who would like to sign up. Secondly, I do have what I call, it's called a manifestation meditation. Now there's a lot of manifestation meditations out there. However, the twist in this one is that in giving the opportunity, potentially you want to sit and you're manifesting health. I'm going to challenge you within that meditation questions that open you up to a curiosity that help you see what could potentially be. So that is another opportunity for them to be able to kind of see, okay, I know I'm on this path. I know that this is what I desire. There's just something that seems to be
1: stuck. Two opportunities to see what that is. I say go for both people. (laughs) Amazing. We talked about a lot of things that may feel really unfamiliar to listeners mm-hmm. today, which is, what again, why we do this, right? So get curious, people, raise that eyebrow. What is one step listeners can take starting today to start to improve their health?
2: You know, we talked about it so much. And I know even in your podcast, you've talked about first step being breath. Right, just getting really connected with your breath because when you do that, it brings you into a present moment. Stepping then into a curiosity, right? So you kind of take that breath, you get yourself a little grounded, and then you ask the question Gosh, isn't that interesting? I wonder. I wonder why I needed this to happen. I wonder why I responded that way. I wonder. But guide those questions internally. And then to kind of take it just a little step further is to stay with that breath and to allow whatever answer to arise from within. Stop trying to think about it. Stop trying to find it and just allow it to arise. Because the more you allow, the more you
1: trust. That's beautiful. I'm going to really simplify um, we're trying to get you out of your head, people. <laughs> <laughs> that is not where That's your <laughs> answers are. So just in case that went under your radar, the breath is to get you into the body.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Bring in that curiosity, wonder. And then the, the biggest gift, as Carrie said, is allow. And I like to warn people. What comes up may not even seem to make sense to you. It doesn't matter. It, no, you—you you, yeah. there's sometimes you're going to be like
2: that is completely crazy, <laughs> yeah. but don't Come push on. it aside because every time we dismiss a thought that arises, it negates our ability to trust ourselves. Yeah, right. Then that's not going to arise. So in that, like bringing yourself into the body, the one trick that I will have my clients do is all right. So if you're thinking about it too much, because let's just, I mean, this is just, just how we operate, right? If we're thinking about it too much, then I want you to just imagine that your head is asking your heart. Yep. And yeah.
1: then allow. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Ah, yay. So good. So, so good. I cannot encourage you guys enough to take advantage of the amazing resources and gifts that Carrie has offered, we will have links to everything in the show notes. But for those that listen on the go, like I do, and may not stop to look stuff up, where where's the best place to find you?
2: Oh, well, you can find me everywhere at Carrie Rosno website, Instagram, Facebook, and it's C A R I R O S N O at Carrie Rosno.
1: Love it, Carrie. Thank you so much. You have shared amazing gold with us today.
2: Julie, thanks. It has been so awesome to have this conversation with you.
1: For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I will see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time... This is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.